Hello and welcome to the Mindful Belly Don't Eat Your Feelings podcast. This is your host, Ellie Rome. So are you someone who struggles with food cravings or emotional eating? Are you confused about what actually is healthy for you? Or are you struggling to actually make being healthy work into your life? Then this is the podcast for you. I'm a certified holistic health and weight loss coach and former sugar addict binge eater here to give you practical tools and health tips that you can start implementing now to lose weight, have more energy, and truly transform your relationship with food. Hello, welcome back to the Mindful Belly Don't Eat Your Feelings podcast. I'm Ellie Rome, your coach, and this is episode 10. So I am psyched to talk today about the post-lunch hangover. So this is something that hits major home to me because for the first, I think, 22 years of my life, I didn't realize that you weren't supposed to feel terrible from like 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. I used to feel so brain fogged. I would struggle to stay awake and it was literally painful to keep my eyes open. I remember in class in high school, I would get in trouble every single day in fifth period, the the class right after lunch, because I couldn't stay awake. And I remember, like looking back now, I remember the one year I really struggled with math was the year that it was after lunch. And I used to always have it in the morning. And that was the first time it was after lunch and I could not pay attention. And so this is a good thing to note if your your kid is struggling in um, some, one of his classes that maybe they weren't struggling in prior and to look like, when is that falling in the day? And it may be something that they're eating that's driving that. So really good to pay attention. And then for you, if you're experiencing fatigue, energy slumps, looking for a sugar fix at 3 p.m., like this is time to tune in. And I'm going to give you all two of the major culprits that were causing this for me. And that I see in so many of my clients that they switch and they're like, oh my gosh, I have my afternoons back. And so that's how I felt. And this, the reason this topic came up was because one of my friends two days ago was like, Ellie, I feel like death after lunch every day. Like I have no energy. And I was like, okay, well, let's see, what are you eating? And he was like, sandwiches. I was like, that's what I was eating. I was eating like whole wheat bread and I thought I was doing well. And I was eating like Triscuits and wheat thins, like reduced fat wheat thins and snack wells and all these things that I thought were promoting health when they're really just draining my energy and making me feel terrible. And then leading me to want to eat everything when I got home <laughs> or leading to those energy slumps. So, all right, two of the main culprits we're going to start off with for today's episode are one, high carbs, high sugar. Number two is gluten. So we'll start with the number one, the high carbs and high sugar. So, so many things that we're eating at lunchtime are spiking the blood sugar, which spikes our insulin, which is our fat storage hormone. And then that insulin pulls the blood sugar down, but not to balance. It pulls it way down to the bottom of the blood sugar roller coaster. We spike up and then we come crashing down. And at the bottom of that crash, our body feels tired, fatigued, brain foggy, irritable. And what do we crave? More sugar and carbs. So then at like 3 p.m., we're like, I need energy. I'm craving, like, where's the Snickers bars at? And so and even things like pretzels and goldfish and things that you may not associate with sugar, these carbs break down in your body just like sugar. I mean, and I'm talking whole wheat bread, oatmeal, pasta. So if you're eating these kind of things for lunch, it's time to swap. And I'm going to give you all some simple swaps, some easy energizing episodes after we go through these two things. So, okay, so the high carbs. So we want to eat 
higher protein, higher fiber lunches that are low carb to help with the energy spikes or help with not experiencing the energy crash. Okay. And then number two is gluten. So this was a major thing for me. I used to, I found out I was gluten sensitive and you may think like, oh, I'm not celiac, so I don't have issues with gluten or I don't have horrible digestive issues when I eat bread, so I'm fine. Well, gluten, the celiac disease is only one manifestation of gluten or like IBS issues. If you're having bloating and gas and digestive issues when you eat wheat, definitely need to stay away. But that's still only, that's just one more way that gluten can manifest itself. And for a lot of people, it's other things, neurological issues, anxiety, depression, brain fog, fatigue. What I was experiencing, I would get so puffy. Like I'd wake up in the morning and it was off and on. I'd either wake up and be like so puffy. I used to cross my fingers and be like, please don't be puffy today. And I never knew it was because of the gluten I was eating and my food sensitivity. And a lot of these commercial testings are done and they miss, you know, they test for certain proteins in wheat and it may not just be the gluten protein. There may be, an, there's a lot of proteins in wheat that can be very problematic for people. So it may not be the gluten that you're having major issues with. It could be another one of those proteins, but no one digests the gluten protein properly. We, um, we don't break it down. So it's, it's, causes a lot of, it takes a lot of energy to tr our bodies are trying to break this gluten protein down and that takes energy away from your head sends it to your belly so that that's where you do it can experience fatigue and brain fog because literally all your energy is going to try to break this food down that your body's not able to and for most people it does cause inflammation and depending on who you are and like the stress state you're in or maybe you've got a history of antibiotic use and like there's so many factors that go into this that can play into gluten sensitivity but depending on, you know, there's a spectrum and you may, you may have been able to tolerate it okay in the past and now you're having issues. And so it's just something, as I said, again, tests can miss this. There's like a lot of blood tests miss this. Um, there's like fecal tests and gut tests you can take that can capture it. But the best way I suggest is an elimination experiment. So taking out, I would say all grains for X amount of time, I would recommend at least three weeks. Um, but I mean, start small. If that overwhelms you, stay, do it for a week and see how you feel. And I would say like 100% do it, not just like 80-20, but really experience it. Because even small amounts of gluten can cause an, a major immune reaction, which may not just, it may not be immediate, but it can la take up to 72 hours to experience a reaction. So to go 100% and do it for Again, I recommend at least three weeks. And if you've got an autoimmune issue or really bad IBS or gut issues or anxiety, depression, things like that, you may want to go longer because it takes time for the gut to heal. And I'm going to create episodes that dive way deeper into this. But main thing is that gluten may be a trigger for your energy crashes in the afternoon. So to choose gluten-free, low-carb lunches. So I'm going to give you some swaps and some ideas for that. All right. So... Number one, if you're like, well, I eat sandwiches every day. I don't want to give those up. They're easy. I don't have to think about it. Okay, so just to swap from the bread to a low-carb bread that is gluten-free. But I want you to be mindful because a lot of these gluten-free breads on the market are full of just these refined flours that spike your blood sugar, probably more than whole wheat bread. And so they're not, by, I mean, but from a gluten standpoint, they're better, but from a metabolic standpoint or if you've got insulin resistance or diabetes like they're not a better choice so we want to look at breads that are made from like almond flour or coconut flour look at the fiber content 
And brands I like are Base Culture. You can get, I love Base Culture. It's an awesome brand. They also have this pumpkin bread that's amazing. And you can order them online. And it's something you can just keep in the freezer. So once in a while, if you want a sandwich, like you've got an option for that. And then another option is Julian's Bakery is another brand I like. And you can find that at some health food stores or online. Again, you can order it on Amazon. And then Mikey's Bread, Mikey's Paleo Bread, they sell at Walmart and Target. And they sell English muffins too. And these are really low carb gluten-free options. So that's a really great option, especially if you're insulin resistant or having troubles with weight loss and diabetes and things like that. So choose a high fiber, high protein, gluten-free, low carb bread swap, or you can do, you know, a tortilla, do a low carb wrap, gluten-free wrap, like Siete tortillas are great. Um, if you want a really low carb option, the Nuco wraps, you can order online. Those are awesome. And the Siete tortillas, they sell at like Whole Foods and Publix. Just look in the freezer section, or you can also order those online too. And so those are great swaps if you want to just do a wrap. Other options, if you're okay to let sandwiches go or you're not even a sandwich person in the first place, other things I like to do that are really quick and easy are things like a simple stir fry. So I'll buy the just mixed greens, like organic girl mixed greens that are already pre-chopped. I don't have to sit there and wash and chop a bunch of greens. And I throw them in a skillet with some avocado oil if I'm cooking on high temperatures or olive oil if I'm cooking on low temperatures and mixing that with like chopped mushrooms or onions and then throwing in some chicken. So you can have, I like to just buy organic rotisserie chickens from Whole Foods and I just have it always in my fridge so I can just pull some pieces and throw it in the skillet, make it really easy and effortless. Or I bake a bunch of chicken breasts or chicken thighs on the weekend and I have them throughout the week to just use for whatever. And actually one of my favorite go-tos is the crock pot. I throw in chicken breasts or chicken thighs or drumsticks in the crock pot at night, turn it on low, literally put in like some water or broth. That's all you need. And then it's falling apart in the morning and ready to go. So that's also another option. Um, and then, so these stir fries, just adding in frozen veggies or pre-chopped veggies, the mixed greens and some avocado or olive oil, mushrooms, any veggies that you like, throw the chicken in, or you could do like Adele's has great sausage that you could just make, use or ground beef or ground turkey, whatever's easy for you that you like and mix and match. Just look for three things I like to look for, your greens, your, so getting your fiber in and then some healthy fat. So adding in whether like a good quality oil, whether it's ghee, which is grass-fed clarified butter or avocado oil or olive oil. And again, if you're using olive oil, just use it on very low temperatures for sauteing. And ghee is a really great high heat cooking fat and it's tastes, I mean, it is butter. It's just clarified butter. So it drops out some potentially inflammatory milk solids for, and it's from a grass-fed organic cow. So it's awesome cooking fat. So Making stir fries is a great, easy option. You can make it the night before and just have it ready to take to work or do it real quick in the morning, like 10 minutes, not even 10 minutes, like five minutes. And so that's a good option. Another thing I like to do, just salads. So I know for a lot of you, you may feel like salads aren't satiating enough or that you get feel hungry an hour later. So things I like to encourage is just to make sure that you have enough protein in your salad. So that could be from chicken from like a rotisserie chicken you could just throw in or from nuts add in you could boil some eggs on the weekend or one morning and then have a bunch of boiled eggs to add into it for some extra good protein preferably farm raised organic eggs and then 
You can also do things like um, for extra protein, things like wild caught fish. You could do like a, you can buy wild caught salmon in a little packet and just keep those in your pantry for emergencies. Throw in some, if you do tuna, get wild caught tuna, or I love boneless, skinless sardines. You may be like, gross sardines. I know I was like, ew, but they're actually really great and they taste delicious. I would just recommend get the skinless, boneless ones. And they're pretty much like eating tuna, but they're smaller fish. So they contain a way lesser environmental toxin load. Tuna typically have higher mercury levels and higher, they hold on, they're big fish. So they hold on to a lot more toxins. So if you're eating it regularly, I would definitely recommend going to smaller fish like salmon or sardines. And then, so, okay, yeah, that's your protein. So make sure you're getting enough protein in there. I like to use the palm of my hand as a guide to a starting point. So if, you know, four to six ounces, and then it's really tuning into your own body. Is that too much? Is that enough? Am I getting hungry an hour later? Maybe I need to add a little bit more. Or am I, that's like way too much. I ate a sirloin steak for lunch and now I'm tired. So that's another reason that could lead to fatigue too. So use the palm of your hand as a start or like four to six ounces at a starting point and then tune into how you feel. And then, so we got the greens, um, add in, make sure you're getting your protein in your salad and then healthy fat. Healthy fat is what's gonna keep you satiated, keep your energy level stable. It doesn't spike your blood sugar. So adding in things like the, like primal kitchen dressings are awesome. I love those. They're avocado oil based. They've got ranch and Caesar and like a great spread, Italian, balsamic, anything that you'd want. And then also things like adding in your avocado, guacamole works for a great dressing. Ways you can change it up, add some like grilled vegetables. I love grilled onions and peppers on my salad. It makes it so good. And you can add in olives. That's a great source of healthy fat too. So just Go through that checklist. If you're not if you're not feeling satiated from your salad, make sure you're getting enough protein. Make sure you're getting enough healthy fat, and change it up by adding in nuts or seeds or guacamole or salsa, some new dressings, and just watch for dressings because a lot of them have sneaky sugars. So like things like raspberry vinaigrette or strawberry vinaigrette, any of those low fat typically have sugar added. So check, and you want a dressing that is olive oil based or avocado oil based because a lot of these are the dressings on the market like kins and stuff are they're made with vegetable oils and those are pro-inflammatory to the body causing inflammation leading to weight gain and chronic disease so we want to reduce our amount of those so increase the amount of olive oil ghee avocado oil in your life <laughs> okay and lastly one thing i meant to mention about the stir fries was things you can do to change them up you can add in coconut aminos is amazing. It's like a swap for soy sauce, low sugar swap, and doesn't have soy, and it tastes Asian-y, and you can add like ginger. That makes it it's so good. Ginger and garlic and coconut aminos is like my favorite pairing. And then things like you can use balsamic vinegar to change it up. You can do just classic like olive oil, lemon, salt, and pepper, or they've got this Yai Thai's brand. Y-A-I, I'll put it in the show notes. Y-A-I-T-H-I-A-I, Yai Thai. They've got these like almond butter Thai sauce and these other sauces that are coconut curry based. And that's something easy to keep in your pantry that you can throw in and change it up and put it over some zoodles. So there's so many options. And I'm going to create another episode that's just like energizing lunch ideas or packable lunch ideas because there's so many things you can do. And I know eating a salad every day can get really boring. And that's when a lot of us fall off track because we're just like so bored and like, ah, oh, I just want something different. And then we go to 
McDonald's or something, not necessarily, but yeah. So I hope this is helpful. Main thing to focus on is reducing the amount of carbs. And if you're experiencing issues still, you may want to try going grain free, especially gluten free for about, you know, at least try it a week, see if you can make it three um, minimum. And if you need help with this, this is where I come in as a coach. I love helping people through elimination diets and doing it in a way that meets you where you're at. Some people aren't ready to give up all these things that they love. And so it's doing it in a way that's really sustainable. That's not going to shock your system. That's not going to mean you have to give up your whole life so that you can do this. Like it's really integrating it into your life. So it doesn't feel so hard and to know how to do it without feeling deprived. So that's, that's my specialty. So if you need help, reach out and DM me on Instagram or email me at mindfulbelly at gmail.com and let's chat. So I love you guys. I hope this was helpful and let me know if you have any ideas or challenges that you want me to speak to. All right. Bye.